that was the worst series of the year. I don't think I don't think there's a conversation. That Angels series was the worst that the Blue Jays have played this season. We'll debate that. It's on Lockdown Blue Jays. It's right now. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Matt Bonaparte. That's Ben Shulman. This is Locked On Blue Jays. Thanks for making Locked On Blue Jays your first listen every day. We are free. We're available wherever you get podcasts, baby. Uh, It's time to talk Jays. This is the worst series ever. Um, we went into the series. Let me just remind you. We went into the series going, all right, they've got the struggling angels. Then they've got the Cubs. Then they've got the Pirates. We I'll wanted seven wins. Seven? Yeah. We won't be happy with six? Dude, like, what? what has gone on here? This has been absolute nonsense, and it is the worst series of the year. We did an episode earlier this year saying that the athletic series in which they only lost two out of three was the worst of the year. What were we thinking? It was a different time. It was a different world. Um, it was a different place, you know. Uh, it was, That was a bad series, not going to lie. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they, they get swept. They get shut out in the first two games. After, like, the off- 14-0 in the first two games. They got what? outscored in the, in the series 22-3. 22-3. And before we just, yeah, even debate, I mean, I will talk about, I guess, how bad it is for a second. I mean, I truthfully do believe, and I know that not every number backs this up, that the Angels might be the worst team in baseball. Uh, they started 27 and 17. And uh, since then, since then, they have been, I, I haven't looked at the numbers. If you, since their 27 and 17 start, they've like, They've had like a 200 win percentage. They've been awful. I know under Nevin that they're 27 and 44. So that's not good. That's bad. Right, here's and a hot take. Bad. If I'm if I were locked on Angels right now, I'd be saying firing Joe Madden was a bad decision. <laughs> I'd be saying um, that. No support for former uh, Yankees third base coach Phil Nevin. Um, I would have supported him if he wasn't 27 and 44 and been like, "All right, guys, let's put on some Nickelback and win some games." That wasn't like his, his like, idea of like riling up the boys. I will say, before we get into the actual discussion, too, 27 and 44, better than I thought his record uh, as Angels manager was. <laughs> but let's proceed. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a terrible series. However, uh, I do not think it was the worst series of the season. And here's why. The Blue Jays, after that Oakland series, where I guess we were short-sighted saying that that was the worst series of the season, they had an absolute doozy of a series at the Seattle Mariners in which they lost four straight games, uh, held leads multiple times in games, and let them go. And a big part of that is, I know that was amidst the Mariners' streak, maybe it happens anyway, but... The Mariners like weren't fully in the race until that series. I believe the Blue Jays entered that series up like what seven games or something on the Mariners, and by the end of it, it was like six or seven games. Yeah, and by the end of it, the Mariners were two two or three games back. Like they totally lost the gap. Whereas, while it's super unfortunate that they lost this series, especially so badly. 
Uh, it was only three games, and uh, they are still occupying a playoff spot relatively in the same comfort level as before. It's not good. Uh, you know, the Yankees just split a series with Oakland, could have gained some ground there. Uh, how many times have we said that in the last month? And the other yeah. thing I will say, I meant to say earlier, uh, if they had won game three, I was going to come on here and against you probably defend them because they got back before game one at 4.30 in the morning. Not an excuse to lose 12 nothing, but maybe an excuse to lose. Um, also, you know, got back at 4.30 and put Mitch White out there. Then they face Shohei Otani, and sometimes Shohei Otani is the best player in the world. But game three, and even though I'm arguing against this as the worst series, game three is inexcusable. Inexcusable. Ross gave you good enough, and I know they end up giving up a bunch of runs late, but they don't necessarily if they take a lead and put all the guys in there that they want. But instead, they had poor base running, poor defense, which we're going to get to more <laughs> later. Trust me, we won't sleep on that. And they couldn't hit. They scored three runs in the series. So, But okay. Seattle's worse. Seattle's worse. I shouldn't end my argument. I don't, I don't think Seattle's is, is worse for a couple of reasons. One, the Angels are a way worse team than Seattle was at the time. Seattle, still better than the Angels, of course. But Seattle, when they beat the Jays, were amidst their 400-game-long winning streak. Like, it was, like, smack dab in the middle of that. So they were on a heater. Like, it was – nobody was going to beat them at the time, even though it did look like the Jays were going to beat them a couple times in that series. Yeah, the finale especially. And, the and finale don't get me wrong. It's a bad series. Yeah. And it directly impacted the wild card race, which is probably the best thing you got going for you in this conversation. But the reason I think the Angels is worse – is that you played a way worse team and you have killed almost all momentum that you had going into September. Absolutely killed it. It looked like we were finally getting a Blue Jays team that was going to put together some kind uh, of run that they were going to look like, okay, like they had just beaten the Yankees a couple times. Um, they had beaten the they had won seven, eight, that one game, right? They had won seven. Yeah, they, they were, eight. they were fantastic. Uh, yeah. so it looked like they were going to, I mean, they've just swept the Red Sox. It looked like, okay, this is now going to be the team that we were looking for all season long. These are going to be the guys that we have been hyping up, excited about everything. And then they just waltz into Anaheim. Sure. You want to write off game one, fine. not even into Anaheim. They waltz home against Anaheim. <laughs> oh yeah. That's so true. <laughs> Yeah, I'm helping. I'm helping you out there because they were on the road <laughs> in Seattle. That. Yes, I, I think I was remembering when they swept them. Um, yeah, so they're at home. Like this is brutal. Everything about this is brutal. So I, I don't see how you could possibly think this is this is better than the Seattle one. The only I mean, thing I have, Seattle I also had was that it was better. compounded with the A's series. It's true. Um, I wouldn't say either are better. I mean, both suck. Um, both both were terrible. I don't like to use the word. Both both were bad. Both were really, really, really bad. They um, were also coming off of a six-game losing streak, the Angels. And they just uh, broke it. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're awful. They're awful. Even if you don't agree with me that they are the worst team right now in baseball, um, they're definitely – in the mix <laughs> like they're not they're not that far outside if you're not if they're not there um yeah i think we can agree to disagree they're both terrible this one if it's not one for me it's two 
Um, I will. I want to ask you one question before we get to our uh, our our break here. Put yourself like remember the mindset of the Jays when they went to Anaheim. Like remember how down we were on the offense and everything, and how little faith we had in certain players at that point. Um, which sweep surprised you more? The Jays sweep, then the good Angels, 27 and 17 Angels. They overcome like a Jose Barrios six run, three inning start or whatever, um, and sweep four and go down huge in game four. Or uh, they're super hot. They, they visit or they come play the Angels at home and get blank for the first two games and get dominated. That's a really good question. Um, wow. I didn't think, like, I'm not going to act like I wasn't surprised when they beat them in four straight games back in, in California. It was their first sweep of the year, by the way. They had yeah, not, like, that was like I, a storyline at that point. They had not swept yeah. the team. Um, I think I'm inclined to say this one just because we were so hyped about this upcoming set. I being like, all right, they're going to take seven. Like, <laughs> I so like, I'm inclined to say, so I'm going to go this one, but like, it's pretty close. Yeah, that, that's where I'm feeling too. Um, this is a pod that admits when they're wrong. My storyline uh, after the Red Sox series was this is the start of a huge heater. Uh, <laughs> wrong. Um, so, yeah, that's – I mean, Matt thinks this is the worst series. I think Seattle is, but we both think that this was a terrible, terrible series. And, unfortunately, this series has highlighted what was actually already going on. Uh, the defense was not good, and uh, we're going to talk about yeah. that in a little bit. We will talk about the defense right after I remind you not to drive while under the influence. Let me ask you a question. Are you one of those people who thinks it's okay to drive stoned? What's the worst that can happen? You end up driving below the speed limit? It's no big deal, right? Wrong. The truth is, your reaction times slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Talk about a buzzkill. Stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. Locked on Blue Jays continues with Matt Bonaparte over there. I'm Ben Schulman. So, the defense. Uh, something I think we we reasonably could have ignored the whole year. I don't. I haven't tracked it. I probably should. It feels like for the last couple of weeks, even when they were winning, they were making an error. Every game. It just does. Like, and I don't know if the stats back that up. I know they made an error every game this series. I think they did in the Boston series. I'm not 100% sure on that. Uh, Boston played even worse defense. So, you know, that makes you look better. But uh, I, I am a little bit worried. <laughs> I usually don't care too much about defense. It's something that most teams, I think, or at least most fans of teams, I should say, because I don't know what teams are thinking. Most fans of teams don't think about that much. You think about pitching and you think about hitting. How much does this at best, like just below average defense, were you down the stretch and potentially in the playoffs? Well, in the playoffs, I think it's a big deal. The thing about defense in baseball is that like so many people underrate it because it's not like basketball and football where you're playing defense the entirety of the game. Uh, guy could strike out. You don't do anything. Uh, so it, it's 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 undervalued, I think. But at the same time, different metrics have kind of come about recently, and people have started to take uh, hold of those and 
use them like whatever. I don't, I'm not, I know you're not a big metric guy. I'm not yeah. a big metric guy. I'm can way I, more can of I explain an why? Guy. Go ahead. And this is no slight to anyone. Um, but just you take a stat like defensive run saved. Um, I'll be honest, I don't know how they calculate it. Maybe I should look into that, but I am a big eye test defense guy. Defensive run saved will tell you that Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is the best defensive first baseman in the American League and the second best in all of baseball. I like Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Outside of Toronto, people think he's a horrific defender. They think he's like Poppy and they're sticking him at first base because they have to. I don't think that's true. I think Vladdy is probably underrated by the majority of baseball minds defensively. However, there's no thought that I ever have watching him at first that says this is a gold glove caliber first baseman. Maybe he could become that. He's super young, but he is not. At the same time, Matt Chapman, who I do acknowledge is not having the best defensive year of his career, uh, is rated as an average to, I believe, below average third baseman defensive run saved. To me, that is ludicrous at the same time. I mean, it's not all about highlight real plays, but we talked about the play from Boston, the backhand flip. Like Matt Chapman does things that you can't quantify. Matt Chapman... Uh, allows them to do some of their crazy shifts because you can play him at the shortstop position basically and not feel bad about it. He can turn double plays just like a shortstop could, et cetera. So when I see Vladdy being rated as like the best first baseman in baseball or in the American League and Chapman rated average, it, it's hard for me to to bridge that gap where I trust the numbers. When you look at an advanced stat like war, it mostly grades out as the best players ever are who you think the best players ever are. And I do think that analytics analytics can tell us stuff that the eyes miss, but also there's so many factors with the guy's range, how they position him defensively these days, uh, the speed of the runners, what he's doing. Like a, a big thing I've seen from some of the people with the numbers is like Chapman's not getting rid of the ball as fast as he did before, but that's so dependent on who's running. Yeah. So it's just hard for me to get that soaked into to defensive stats. I'm big on a lot of advanced stats, but I don't know about the defensive ones. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm probably in agreement with you there. It's just I think it's really hard to quantify something that, like you said, like there are so many different factors and variables in each play to you could try to have a stat or, or a multitude of stats that try to quantify every single one of those things. And they have plenty that say they do, but I just don't know how much I trust that over the eye test um, and overall confidence in each player. Like when I think about who's a good defender, I think about who I'm most confident is going to get the job done. If the ball goes their way, if the ball is hit toward them, am I on the edge of my seat going, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God. Or am I saying, all right, Matt Chapman's got this. I don't have to worry about it kind yeah. of thing. Um, but back to the point. Um, so you're not worried. So you are worried about the playoffs. Uh, well, so what I was going to say is defense and baseball. Like think about the 2015 Royals. Like that was a team that, uh, uh, I mean, pretty much the opposite of what every team is nowadays. They were contact, speed, and defense and pitching, uh, and they were fantastic at it. And they did it to a T. And they were kind of the last team we saw run to the World Series and win it based off those factors. You could argue that. The Nationals kind of did it because they didn't they have a great home. lineup, but they had they had, they had a they had crazy homers. season from Anthony Rendon. Yeah, so they had there's that. Um, but defense is huge. I think you can't win a world championship if you don't play good defense. And I would say I'm a little bit worried about it. I don't think that it's going to kill the Jays because I don't think they're terrible. I think they're fine, but. 
they have been bad recently, like really bad recently. Yeah, I mean, this was maybe the worst defensive series of the season, um, uh, even outside of the errors. They just weren't. They just weren't great. They're not. Um, they're not clean. They're not tight. They are very sloppy. No. And they're young, and we'll continue to talk about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I so I'm kind of like you in the playoffs. I am pretty worried about it. Uh, you know, defense in baseball is a thing you don't think about until you need to think about it, and that's how defense in a lot of sports works. In a way, it's like when a guy's a good or average defender, you don't think about him. But all of a sudden, when you know someone's booting the ball all over the place, it it costs you a lot. Like not, you know, the the one miss hurts you emotionally a lot more than the nine makes. Um, so I'm worried about that. You mentioned the Royals. You mentioned the Nats. I did a little bit of a deep dive, and I wanted to show it to you. And I also know we have an email from a listener, so we'll, we'll factor that in. Let me just do the deep dive first. Um, so while talking about advanced stats, I want to clarify before I start this. Errors are not necessarily a foolproof way to tell you how good a defense is. Guys commit more errors sometimes because they have more range than other people. That's a constant, you know, against Derek Jeter argument for what that's worth. Uh, there are guys who commit errors because they attempt spectacular plays that other people just can't fathom. But uh, the Jays right now rank exactly middle of the pack. You said they're mediocre. The, the error stat would suggest that they are to 15th in all of baseball in errors. So I looked at World Series winners from 2021 to 2011. I excluded 2020. The stats are really weird that year. Um, you know, everyone was using weird players a lot of the time, so I didn't count that. Uh, last year, actually, before I do that, who do you think has the fewest errors in baseball this year? Who do you think's the best defensive team, and who do you think has the fewest errors in baseball? I think the Yankees. I would agree that I think the Yankees are the best defensive team in baseball. I don't know if they have the least amount of errors, but I think they're the best defensive team in baseball. They are very, very good defensively. Uh, they do not have the least errors. I'll give you like Can two guesses. Like a hint about the team that's very vague? Uh, American League. Oh, I thought you were going to be like, they've got a young guy in the outfield or something like that. Um, okay, the Astros. No, but you're kind of warm. Okay. Hmm. That means I'm hoping they're in the AL West. Like the only thing that makes me warm here. I'll go. Uh, I'll go athletics. No, <laughs> um, too young. Uh, the Seattle yeah. Mariners. The uh, Seattle Mariners. Yeah. So I don't consider Seattle necessarily an elite defensive team, um, but they are a good defensive team. But here are the World Series winners to see if if committing errors uh, at a low rate correlates to winning World Series. Last year, the Atlanta Braves. Really tidy in terms of errors. Committed the third fewest errors in all of baseball. 2019 Washington Nationals, tidy. Eighth uh, in all of baseball. Boston, 2018, sixth. But then it gets a little interesting. 2017 Houston, great lineup, great pitching. 21st in errors in all of baseball. So they managed to overcome what could have been a perceived bad defense. 2016, the Cubs, uh, juggernaut offense, uh, and just kind of a team of destiny, 20th in errors committed. So they booted the ball a little bit, and they had like hobby bias and stuff like that, but still uh, committed some errors. Royals in 15, 10th, they're good, like you mentioned. San Francisco Giants, uh, I'll do both of theirs in 14 and 12. I think of them as almost the prototypical pitching defense, timely hitting team. Uh, yeah. 16th in errors in 2014. 2012, 
27th in errors wow. committed in baseball. That was the highest of anyone I found. Uh, 2013 Boston was good, eighth. And then 2011 St. Louis, great lineup, great pitching, 25th. So I do think it's a problem that can be overcome. But again, you have to look at those teams, 2017 Houston, 2016 Cubs. But also juggernauts think about juggernauts. I guess the thing that comes to my head when it comes to defense in the in the playoffs and in the World Series is the 2015 World Series, Daniel Murphy, the ball just going under his glove uh, yeah. in a huge and, spot. And like a lot that of kind of thing can happen in the World Series. And a lot of Blue Jays fans, if you don't remember it, you should. The Kansas City series that year, Blue Jays came in as a favorite for a lot of people. They're in KC. David Price is making a good start. Fly ball, shallow right field. Ryan Goins, the second baseman, goes out. Jose Bautista comes in from right. They both stop. The ball falls in. Royals score multiple runs that inning. And the Blue Jays give up the lead and lose the game. They go down 2 nothing and can only push it to 6. Can't quite recover. So you never know when you need it until you need it. Um, can I just really paraphrase the email quickly? Because we are running a little go over time. So we got an email. Do you have the name? Because I want to thank our email oh, for email. Okay, hold on. I thought you had oh, We'll Carl get the name in a second. Our guy. Who? Carl Van Kessel in Ottawa. Carl Appreciate Van it, Carl. Kessel. Appreciate it from the nation's capital. So Carl's worried about Boba uh, and the future with the team. This is my opinion, and I know it's not popular. Uh, Bo is still having an above-average offensive year, 104 OPS+. plus, Averages 100. Um, the numbers are down. The numbers are down for everyone. Uh, I'm concerned about, you know, that he hasn't adjusted so much. Yes. Uh, and obviously I'm concerned about his defense. He is, you know, if you are a defensive run saved subscriber, he is near the bottom of the list, but he's just 24. I mean, we were looking through the DRS list of the worst guys. So many of them, like, correct me if I'm wrong, Bones. So many of them are young players at high priority positions. Yeah, it's that just, is, that's true. It's just a tough thing to swing. Like, I know it's not fun, but if you ride through this, there's a, I, I don't know if Bo Bichette's going to be Troy Tulowitzki, but if he's an average shortstop defender and a plus hitter, that's incredibly valuable. My thing about Bo, like, yeah, I mean, he is having a down year. I think it's kind of hard to disagree with that. I mean, honestly, the thing that worries me the most is I think he's turning into a guy who's just looking for a home run every single time he's up. And the thing Carl said in his email was, he has so many uncompetitive at-bats, which I actually agree with. There are a lot of times up there where it just seems like he's flailing and looking for a homer. I wish he was just more of a line drives guy, and I know he can be, but I agree with you, Ben. Like, There's a lot of time for him to grow. I mean, this kid is 24 years old. He's only had one full season under his belt prior to this one, in which he was really, really good, so we know it's there. Uh, on the defensive end, He's got to be better, and he knows that. The good thing about Bo is that he's a hard worker, and you know that he'll be in the lab. Uh, and in the offseason, he's one of those guys you can count on to grow and be looking to get way better than he was in the previous season. There's, Don't think you should move Bo. There's no reason to move Bo right now. And he's, There's too I mean, much team control. He's got there's so nothing much to, team like, control. It is a, it's funny. like People always get it's i i don't think that the Nationals should have moved juan soto uh we can't get down that rabbit hole i'm just saying it's the kind of thing where it's like you hit on a prospect 
Like it's a one in a million shot that you hit on a guy that's as good as Juan Soto. It's not often you hit on a guy that's as talented as Bo Bichette. Don't move him. Count on him. Uh, and obviously the Soto situation is different. It's just my example. Yeah. Um, I mean, the rookie but, contracts in baseball on favor orgs so much. Unless you really have something going for you in a trade, why would you not at least get four or five years out of Bo Bichette? And don't think that like his 29-game season – or sorry, his 29-game season was 2020. Don't think his like 46-game season counts as a year in his rookie contract. It doesn't. So you have so- – I just lost you. What'd you say? Okay. I don't know what happened. Uh, but we have 